dynamic voices for a diverse church. This is Pass the Mic. Greetings and God bless. Welcome to another episode of Pass the Mic, dynamic voices for a diverse church powered by The Witness, a black Christian collective. I'm your host, Tyler Burns. You can follow me on Instagram at Burns Clan. Please follow at your own risk. And joining me, as always, is the founder of The Witness. He has a very extensive bio. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the two-time bestselling author, Mr. Blue Check Verified himself. If you want to read what he's written, you can go to jamartisby.substack.com. Dr. Jamar Tisby, what's going on, brother? It's always good to be here, man. You know what I keep hearing in these comments? Uh-oh. Here we go. What? <laughs> you know you're not supposed to read the comments, right? You know. Do you read the comments? Sometimes. Yeah, okay. Me it too. can be it can be amusing. It's like a coin flip. Some days I feel like, <laughs> yeah, let me get riled up a little bit. <laughs> it's a good pre-workout, you know, read the comments. You know what I hear? I hear one word above the others. Hmm. Compromise. 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 What they be saying? Not talking about your book. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Compromise. I'm like you, y'all be compromising. Probably because she's talked something about justice. Well, yes. Yeah. Or racism. Or, yeah. Or yeah. Kurt. Uh, Kurt always popping up. Kurt is just. We got to get rid of Kurt. Critical race theory for the don't initiated. don't tell them that if they I'm know they know if, if you know you know you know, you know. if you mind, know you know mind. okay yeah. <laughs> I hear this word so much, man. I grew up hearing this word compromise. In a positive way, negative way? Negative. Not compromise in terms of... Yeah. The only time I heard in a positive way is when there was a war, a war was ending. Like, (laughs) that's it. The only time I heard in a positive way is when they talked about Robert E. Lee and Ulysses S. Grant, they came to a compromise. Or like marriage, right? Like, you got to compromise with your spouse. Exactly. That's the only time. It's only when there's like some sort of war or conflict (laughs) or something, you compromise. But most of the time what I hear is, oh, y'all are associating with people or things or ideologies or political party or y'all are compromising Mm. you heard the compromising what exactly it's super interesting how that word compromise in so many cases gets trotted out because of not what you're standing for not your goals or the vision but because of who you're associating with hmm I always get that, that, oh, you cannot, you know, uh, talk to these people, do an event with these folks, um, associate with certain people. I, it's so funny. I'll tell you this funny story. I um, So I think this was post George Floyd. Um, and then there was another hashtag, I feel like later on in 2020. And so they were doing rallies in our local community late 2020, early 2021. And they were continually doing these rallies to really build up, you know, the justice movements locally. And so it was so funny. They, because I'm, I'm the only pastor that'll actually go. Mm. So like I was, well, I'm not, not the only, but at that one, I was the only pastor. I know I was the only pastor at that one, but sometimes I'll just be the pastor that'll go. Cause I don't really care. Like I'm not, you know, I don't have like a denomination breathing down my neck or people telling me like, you can't like, and our church gets it. So they support it. So I'd go just to, I was just there just to be a part. And, and so the organizer, she looks at me and she's like, Hey, can you pray before? And I was like, they just knew you because you Pensacola is your city. So they're like, Man, that's, pa- but- <laughs> that's, 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 that's Reverend Burns. Would you I just, pray? You know, if you if you show up enough times and people know that uh, you're a pastor, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, and some of these people actually at that point did attend my church before they moved away. So they did attend my church. So um, she was like, hey, can you pray before? And she's not a, I don't think she's a believer or anything. So 
I was like, yeah, sure. So I use mm. like the activist prayer, you know, that I've, I've, you know, someone what has coined. That? I don't know what that it's is. It's a very long prayer. Okay. I'll show it to you. Uh, this, so I use Did the you got it memorized? Prayer. You just pulled it up on your phone? So I had it on my phone. Wow. So, yeah. so you came ready. Oh, well, you never yeah. do. You got to be ready in season and out of season, my brother. <laughs> I love it. Got to so always So it was episode. all these different people there, you know, the, the local food, um, Alliance, um, those who are advocating on behalf of those uh, who do not have physical addresses, the houseless, um, the Party for Socialism and Liberation, the Gay and Trans Alliance, all these different groups were there. And I'm praying just like right in the middle of this, yeah. these groups, right? So someone told one of my elders they were like, they were in a conversation about something related to justice. Uh-huh. And they were like, yeah, but your pastor compromises. Oh, my. And he was like, wait a minute. You know, wow. I always love when white Christians disrespect black pastors because I'm like, I don't think you know what you're doing. <laughs> you know, like, I don't think you know. People don't like that in our uh, culture. Yeah. So he immediately was like, no, you're not going to lie. I need you to show me. And he said, oh, well, he was at this rally and he was passing the mic. It's funny. He uh-huh. was pass. He was passing the mic to the Gay and Trans Alliance. And so he he pulled up a picture, a little clip of me literally just handing them wow. the mic afterwards. Like, look at him. He, he's giving them a platform. Did he record that just to gotcha? Yeah. No. Oh. oh, that's how they work. That's how they that's roll, petty, dog. dog. That's petty. And he was like, look at him. He, he's, a, he's a compromiser. Wow. Now, he doesn't know anything about anything. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. Why he doesn't, was he there? He took it. No, he didn't. He wasn't there. Oh, he just it was, got a clip. It was online. Okay. So he had said, you know, I'm sitting there like, wow. So just even if I look at somebody, like if I were to look and point <laughs> somewhere, they'd be like, oh, see, he pointed at him. He's acknowledging that they're there. Jesus wouldn't do that. He wouldn't even acknowledge that they're there. He'd be like, repent right now. My Lord. And so I'm like, it's so funny. I'm in association with people who are asking me to pray and operate in my spiritual office. Mm. People who don't know Jesus are asking me to exercise spiritual authority in a space that is non-Christian. Should be. This this is salt and light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Right. And just even being in proximity, they said, nope, that's not right. So compromise in certain Christian circles often looks like I think the question behind the question, as you like to say, yeah, yeah. or or the assumption behind the statement is, what are you compromising? And the accusation is you're compromising fidelity to the gospel, or more likely, my theological categories. You're you're somehow transgressing them, and that's what I call and label compromise. So this is actually very important. I, I I think we have to do this work maybe a little bit more explicitly at Pastor Mike. One of the one of the challenges in what we do is that people assume theological and moral superiority when mm. they're having a conversation with us. Mm. And I think one of the tactics and principles that I've had to adhere to is don't assume their moral superiority or their moral authority over you. Mm. So when people press you, don't assume that they have the moral high ground. Right. That's good. Like, do not assume that. So That's I think huge. there's a generation of black Christians who, when they enter into these conversations about justice, racism, equity, 
uh, reparations, whatever it may be, they assume they have to prove something to someone else yes. who is a moral gatekeeper right. or a moral authority figure. And I've had to really, really process and train my mind not to come in acquiescing as if I need to prove to them that my idea needs validity. This is good. This is big in reformed theology and reform spaces, which it was so helpful as you came into those with the witness or what became the witness, you were that Jiminy Cricket, like, yo, this this is not, you don't have to prove yourself to these folks because the assumption was, and I lived this, they've got all the good stuff. And if they're questioning my view of things, they must know something be more right on something, and I have to demonstrate to them that I can rise up and meet their level of standard. Now, obviously, I'm not saying this explicitly to myself, but I'm behaving as if they already have a point, they're already on that moral high ground, and I have to justify. And what I'm talking about specifically is like, I have to justify my concern for racial justice. But but see, this right? is the problem, Jamar. Like, this is what I saw, is we're having to justify ourselves to people who just have an affiliation with the camp, not people who have authority. Mm-hmm. So this is the thing. We're having to justify ourselves to randos. <laughs> we're having to justify ourselves to guys with a podcast. We're having to justify ourselves to guys with... A, a web show, a webcast, a yes, podcast, yes, yes. who have any sort of following just simply because they're quote unquote reformed, quote unquote 1689, quote unquote, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like they're, they're these guys who are like, oh, well, this is what it is. And we're like, wait, so, why do we have to justify ourselves to you and to prove ourselves? And this is crucial because if you find yourself in that in that position, you will always be justifying yourself yes, and your yes, existence yes. and the constant justifying of your existence, the constant justifying of your worth actually trains you to devalue yourself. Right. Yes. All of this is reminding me of what you've said. Don't compromise. Don't, don't, don't negotiate, don't your, dignity. negotiate your dignity. Part of that is being certain, being con- having conviction and not ceding authority to people who haven't earned it either by um, their relationship to you, their knowledge, or their experience. I'll say two things. One, most of what I deal with today in terms of people leveling the accusation of compromise are those folks who don't have any real authority, right? right? They're they're concerned bloggers, or they're trolling, or they're just um, not good faith kind of interactions. I was at one point, in a position where those folks did actually have authority. Yeah. So when I'm um, an intern uh, training to become a pastor in the Presbyterian Church in America, PCA, this is how structured it was, is before you get ordained, you have to sit for an examination, right. which is both written and oral. So you do your written tests, a series of them, and then to test your theological knowledge, and then you get grilled by other elders teaching and oh yeah and, right? we, if i went through it too so yeah, we all i mean not in the pca but right. we all ordained like that's what you gotta so go when through it becomes even more acute when they do have actual authority because yeah. now you feel like you have to you know basically toe the line and spout the company you know uh script if you will even if you disagree because if they think 
I'm compromising, I don't get to follow this call or to be ordained. So, so the, in that yeah, context, it's yeah. just, it's like, we have to be so, so conscious of the ways power and authority are being deployed to yes. silence cries for justice. Bingo, bingo, yes. bingo. This is the key right here. Yeah. So specifically at the baseline level, the people who don't have authority over you cannot tell you what to do, what not to do, all those types of things. You know, I think that's very, very crucial and important for us to recognize, even those of us who have a high view of ecclesiology, a high mm -hmm. view of the church, mm -hmm. right? We would say, wait a minute, this random person on Facebook and Instagram or YouTube doesn't dictate what I say, what I don't say. Even if they misunderstand me, it is what it is, you know, whatever. But I think also, even in those places of authority, we have to ask the question, is the authority good faith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, here's the key, who's compromising here? Come on, come on. Who's really compromising here? Because here's what I found. I think we should talk about the ways in which Christians in power and white evangelical Christians compromise all the time in ways they don't acknowledge. Hmm. So I cannot tell you, I'll give you an example. I cannot tell you how many times pastors have compromised their courage in my character based upon the comments of someone influential in their congregation. Okay, break that down. So they have questioned my character. Yeah. Or I love this one, shared questions about my character. They're like, you know what? Like, so and so is asking questions about you. But you know, I, I defended it, you now. You know, I you know, I, I I told him, no, 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 he's a good, he's a good he's a good guy. You know, he he loved the Lord and he did, but you know, so and so, they just I've had a lot of comments now, you know. <laughs> well, why do, why are you mentioning that to me? I'm just the messenger, you know. Why are you telling me that? Mm. And we have to be honest about the fact that oftentimes those in spiritual authority compromise to their most influential slash most generous financial you know yes. members and yes. congregants. Yes. So if we really want to talk about compromise. Tell the people yes. that have the power over you, because clearly if you're mentioning it, you think they have some sort of power over you. That's Tell the good. people who have power over you, you don't know him like I know him. And I ain't even going to mention this to him because I know his character mm. because I have gotten to know him personally. And based upon me getting to know him personally, the, the, the accusation that you're levying, that's not a legitimate accusation. But again, so many of us in spiritual authority find ourselves compromising to the people who are most beneficial and generous financially. If you never have to come into conflict with the people who have power and authority over you, and that can be formal through a position or informal through social arrangements, you're probably compromising a lot. Okay, say that again, <laughs> say that again, say that again. If you never come into conflict, tension, disagreement with the people who have authority over you, influence in your life, you're probably compromising a whole lot. I think that's what the real compromise is, is, and you brought it up, money is huge. How many times throughout the history of Christianity in this country and including today, 
does justice not get done because somebody with a big bank account didn't want it to happen. Hmm. And the people who could have made it happen, pastors, church members, politicians, whoever, said, hmm, I'd rather have the money. <laughs> and it's not that bald. It's, it's by degrees. And it's, I'd rather have the comfort that the having comfort. the money brings. Yes. I'd rather have the safety, the security. That's the compromise. Okay, let's pause. Let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about more ways in which Christians compromise. We'll be back here on Passing Mike. Hey, everybody, this is Tyler. This is Dr. Jamar Tisby. And we are excited that you're listening to this episode of Pastor Mike. But let me encourage you to support us. You can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Pastor Mike. And for just $1 an episode. Just a dollar? Now, that's the bare minimum. That's four quarters. But if you want to go higher, okay, 5, go 10, higher. 15, right. 20, 25, whatever it is, that will keep this show going and keep the high quality that hopefully you enjoy. So thank you for listening. But you can take it to the next level. Patreon.com slash Pass the mic. We appreciate you. Hey, folks, Dr. Jamar Tisby here, and I want to make sure that you know about the Justice Takes Sides brand. This is merchandise. This is apparel to help you represent your values. This is about getting people off the sidelines and into the struggle for justice that's ongoing today. Go visit justicetakesides.com, get your merchandise and apparel there, and follow us on Instagram at Justice Takes Sides. This is good to me, Doc. Mm -hmm. This explains a lot of our journey with the witness and pass the mic. Yeah. How many times did we pass up money, pass up a platform because we didn't want the work of racial justice to have strings attached? Right, right. No, for sure. And I think that's the crux of what courage looks like rather than compromise. So the compromise is saying the comfort is more valuable. The security is more valuable. The illusion of peace, the avoidance of conflict is more valuable than this costly decision to, in many cases, stand up for the marginalized, the oppressed, the disempowered. But the courage comes in yeah. when you say, I'm human. That stuff is nice. Yeah, for it sure. would be great not to have to worry about this bill. It would be comfortable not to have to have this conversation with right. this person. But because of the harm that's being done, because of the character of God, what I'm going to do <clears throat> is say, this isn't right. I'm going to make this decision and let the consequences be what they may. And he took him to a very high mountain and showed him <laughs> all the kingdoms of the world. My Lord, my Lord. I'll give you all of this if you just bow down and worship me. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is the this is the temptation. Luke chapter 4. Like, this chapter is literally the temptation that we're facing on a regular basis. Like, that's the, that's the temptation. We go up to the mountain and we see all that people have. Mm. And we're in those circles. All of us, I mean, we're in those circles. You and, you and I are both in those circles. On a regular basis, in different in different ways, and we see it, and we see 
it's not even, you know, I think sometimes people assume that the temptation even is riches, but the temptation isn't always riches. Sometimes the temptation is just simply peace of mind. Mm. And by peace of mind, I mean, this will give me a step up to where I won't have to worry about this, this, and this. Thus, I can be more productive for the work I really want to do. That's it. That's it. And I can justify a way to figure out how to be like, you know what? It's cool. Like, I'll just do this thing and... And that's there right. are there are times where we're in different and diverse places and and that's that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is like tethering ourselves. That's good. To a place that's actually unwise and unhealthy and unhelpful as a result of this is what it's going to lead to. And I think this leads into the the second way that we compromise in the church and in American Christianity, which is we compromise a lot for status. Big time. Yeah. So it's one thing to compromise for the dollar. It's another right. thing to compromise for the position and status and the proximity to different people. I find that we love being close and proximity. It, all of we us. We sure do. We, we sure love do. Being, we love being in the know. Absolutely. We love being in the room. We don't want to miss, miss out on anything. And we get close. And we just stay proximate. We stay proximate. We stay in the status. And we love to be proximate to people with platforms. Because we think their shine will reflect on us too. But we also love to be just in, in the in group and not in the out. We love to be us rather than them. If I had a dollar for everybody who essentially said they couldn't choose to be seen with me or they couldn't choose me for something because of how it would look. Yeah. I say it without saying it, right? They don't say it that explicitly. Bro. But that's how they say it. I think about that all the time because early on, uh, I used to get invitations to come to speak at different churches, Christian colleges and universities. Sometimes I sit back and wonder, because I don't think they're all like fundamentalist far right. No, 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 no. But the invitation kind of trickled down, you know, and sometimes I wonder if it's they're making a decision based on they don't want to be guilty by association. Right. Because if we invite Jamar, if we invite Tyler, you know, then people are going to, people are going to talk. They're going to come to you just like they did. You know, I'm not saying, but you know, people have raised questions, you know, I've heard people say some things. And then based on that, we don't get invited. We don't get um, the opportunity to share our perspective simply because the association, people would accuse that organization, that institution of compromise. Yes. And I think it's also funny to me that we are constantly put in this position. And the reason I say it's funny is the people that we're often in this position with do not have a solid track record of <laughs> right. do Come not on. have a yes. do not have a solid track record of treating people like us with dignity and with honor and with consideration. So what I'll say too is it's really interesting to me, and I think it requires some nuance for us to say that things can look the same but have a very different meaning. Yeah. So we're having this conversation about 
you know, how how negative and pernicious it is to be accused of compromise simply because of who you interact with or associate with. I've certainly said that to other people or have had that reaction based on how on who some people associate with, right? But the question is to what end? Talk so about that. When you know, and I get accused because of our commitment of racial to racial justice, when we get accused of compromise, you're at a you're at a you're at a march and <laughs> right. a protest in support right. of justice for people, right? And then but if I say that, what I'm looking at is somebody who is in association or league with people who want to take away the vote, mm-hmm. people who want to um, accuse people immigrating of all kinds of inhuman traits, right, right. people who um, think that police brutality, people are just inflating that and it's not a real issue. So the question is to what end, right? Right. Because there can be associations where you are compromising oh, for sure. values, right? Yeah, for sure. So we're not saying that nobody should say, no, no, you know, yeah. you can't, if you associate with these folks, it means X, Y, Z. That's not the, the issue. The issue is to what goal or purpose right. do we have these associations? And compromise by its very nature means that we are taking our values and we're making them negotiable yeah, 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 based yeah. upon the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there there Situation. can be a myriad yeah, yeah. situations. There can be a myriad of situations where we find ourselves in a place where like, hey, I don't know if I go back, but I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't I know absolutely. if I go back. You know, absolutely. I don't know if I accept the invitation if they if they ask me again, but here I am. And we have to wrestle with that. That's and good. in community we wrestle with are we being true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is there fidelity that we have to what we say? It is so hard. So I just, I don't know why, but I, I, I really don't want to give the impression that this is something I'm immune to or I've overcome or anything like that. No, I, right? even recently, I've had people that have, have pressed me on being in certain spaces yeah. who love me and yeah. I know who have my right intentions. And you know what I had to say? You know what? That's That's really helpful. And I could be, and I, this is what I always say, like, if I've already made a decision or if I've already considered something, yo, I could be wrong. Let, you know, yes. I, could, I could be wrong on this and I'm going to process this to the best of my ability. This is the decision I came to, but I could actually end up being wrong. Let's let's really help the people by being vulnerable here. Okay. What are the situations that tempt you that are most tempting to compromise? Because there are some where it's not even a question, right? right? Like, you know, it might be tempting for someone, but not you. But for you. I think the situations that are most tempting for me personally are are not the money situations. I think the situations that are tempting for me personally are the situations that could accelerate my calling yeah. to a specific group of people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So anything that could accelerate my calling, let's say, to... Gen Z or to college students or to teenagers or to because for me, the justification is, oh, well, they don't have anybody who's going to 
have the experience I have, who's from a Pentecostal background, who's mm. going to share with them. Like that, mm. I'm, I'm, this is the key, I'm necessary. Ah. If not me, then who? If not me, then who? Who else? Right? Which is the subtle, yeah. prideful, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's when, what that's when it turns. is good, the greater good. But see, that's what's tempting for me is to yeah. ignore the ways in which those other those platforms might have disenfranchised mm. and harmed and triggered and yeah. traumatized yeah. other people. That's right. And then to be a present in that space and be like, well, you know, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to promote it. I'm not going to talk that much about it. I'm not going to this. I'm not going to that. And assuming and this is what I've had to understand. And I think this is helpful for some black Christians who are listening. I would realize oh, people actually watch what I do and try to figure out whether or not they'll be in a space based upon whether or not I'm there. That's huge. And that was like very confusing to me. I was like, what? You know, but I think they really do. They sure do. Absolutely. And so I said, oh, I had to realize what I choose to do affects what people think about the the space and its safety. Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. And so that's the challenge, I think, for me. It's not really the money situations, I think it's also like the situations that are the situations that are long time, long standing friends. Mm. I think that's hard too. That's when it gets hard because I've got my friend. And he's asked me to do this. I'm like, right. I don't, I don't know about this, but I also want to preserve the relationship because friendship is very hard yeah. to maintain as an adult man, yeah. male. Yeah, you know, <laughs> friendship, is, friendship is very hard, right? So it's just like. I don't know if that's for me, but I guess I could do it. And then you end up in a situation where you're like, ooh, I shouldn't have been here. That's really good. That's very honest. Um, For me, I'll just, I'll get real specific. The temptation is uh, associations with mega churches. Ah, yeah. (laughs) Because... Well, well it's so, anyway, yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. like, what is me- what is a mega church? You know what I'm saying? You know, like, I mean, you're talking about like household name type. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Definitely no, more I've, so. I've, I remember right? you. Yeah, I it's, know what it's, you're talking it's, about. It's about it's about because like these churches are are, are self contained distribution hubs, um, and so when I think about the churn of putting out the content that I do, whether through Substack or books or podcasting or whatever, and you think it's helpful and you think more people should hear it and would benefit from it. And you know that these churches are an outlet to literally thousands, tens of thousands through podcasting and videos and the ways it can be distributed on social media today. It's extremely tempting to just want to say, well, this is for the greater good of getting this good information out to as many people as possible. But there's also megachurch problems, right? That come with enormous platforms, that come with creating almost an entertainment experience in some cases, that come with having charge for pastoral care of thousands of people and usually not being able to do that as effectively as as necessary, right? So the compromise comes in with, will you still associate or share the platform in places that are potentially doing harm to people because of how they operate? Yikes. You know what I mean? And I, again, 
Not claiming. And if anybody should be there, it should be Jamar. Jamar, you being there is great. We need your voice. Um, That's my voice in my head. But uh, so I'm just saying the temptation is real. The temptation to compromise is constant. I think what I try to do is have more of a sort of transcendent, eternal perspective that brings me out of the moment, out of the particular situation to help me take a longer view. That's through scripture. That's through, you know, sort of filling yourself with the character and attributes of God, getting God's perspective on things as best you can. And it's through accountability. It's through community with people who will check you. If you don't have anyone in your life who can tell you no, or you're off on this, you're on very dangerous grounds and compromise is probably the default. Here, and here's the thing. The last thing I'll say I think that's important is when we talk about compromise, the, the biggest area that you can compromise in is not being true to what God has called you to do. My Lord. Okay. And this is where things get a little, you know, specific and personal is, are you being true to what God called you to do? <sighs> wow. Or are you running someone else's race? That's good. So has yeah. God really called you to do that? Or is it just something you could do? That's so powerful because we don't want to lay down blanket statements. Exactly. For what every Christian should right. or shouldn't do. But this this is what I'm saying. That's, that's, ex- good. that's exactly what I'm saying. That's so like, good. what has God called you that's to do? Good. And wherever you're, you're in a space, a platform, a group, a community, an opportunity that violates that, that's when you're compromising. Yeah. Because you're literally compromising his directive right. for your life. And that might be a compromise for you, but not for the next person. Yeah. That's good. I think that, I'm and, glad and you so said that. that's a wrestle that I think we're all going to figure out. But I also want black Christians to feel free to be able to work this thing out in community. So like when I have certain associations, I like bring it to a few of my friends. Yep. And then if it doesn't cross them, then okay. But if it crosses them or they're like, oh, I don't really know, yep. then take it to the mentors. And then the mentors will typically be like, hmm, think about this. Think about that. Think about this. Yep. Or they'll be like, no. Or they'll be <laughs> right. like, yes. Yeah. Like, this is what we would say. And nobody, I, I don't give, you know, mentors are there for perspective, not permission, right? Mm, I think that's, that's very good. important, right? Good. So they're not, they're, they're there to give you a perspective and not there to tell you what to do. Like, you are, you have agency as a human being. But at the same time, they know me and they say, hey, think about this important perspective. And this might be something you need to consider as you're making that decision. And that's been helpful for me. Work it out in community. That's it. Yes. That's we good. we work this out all the all time. Is <laughs> if we have those events, and I'll be like, sometimes it'll be like, oh no, what they talking about? You know? <laughs> I'll tell them, be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Just tell them put a little extra in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You gonna have a you have a wow. good Christmas. You have a good Christmas, cuz. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, hmm. And I was having this conversation with someone who is well-known in the Christian industry. And he said, I remember one time I was offered an opportunity and I threw out something. They say yes to it. I was like, oh, well, God, this is. And God was like, uh-uh. Wow. And it really gave me, he's younger than me. I was. It really gave me a lot of, of challenge and encouragement. Because when I heard what he said, I said, oh, bro, I would have took that. Yeah. And he was like, uh-uh. And I was like, wow, how is God going to honor and bless those who stay true to what he's given them, those who obey? The choice to compromise is a short-sighted one. And that temptation is right now, right here in front of you. 
But the choice to enact courage, that has long-term implications. Long-term implications here and now for your reputation and your character, but also long-term rewards. God rewards faithfulness. And it may it may sting right now because you feel like you missed out on something or you have to walk away even from a relationship. But on the long term, that faithfulness yeah. has fruit. It, uh, it does. How have you all struggled with this? Because I know we're talking about this from a level of, you know, the witness and Pastor Mike, but how have you all struggled with this? If you are watching on YouTube, I would love to see you in the comments and give us some positive feedback, please, because you know these comments be wild. <laughs> you can you can also subscribe to us, subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the notification bell to get all the updates of Pastor Mike, and you can also listen to us on podcast. We're on every podcast platform. Give us a five star review and some kind words in your review as well. And if you're feeling extra generous, you can donate to the podcast Patreon.com forward slash Pass the, the Mic. And just for $1 an episode, you can keep the lights on. And the mics on. And listen, we appreciate y'all. We will see you soon on the next Pass Pass the the mic. Mic.